We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. Coming up, the latest episode of KCSN Update with the stories, stats, headlines, and rumors people are talking about to get you caught up on all things regarding the Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs. Rotating guests with different perspectives. The latest episode of KCSN Update, presented by DraftKings, begins now. Hello and welcome to today's episode of KCSN Update here presented by DraftKings. I'm your host, Tucker Franklin. Super excited to be joined uh, on another Power Rankings episode with Joshua Briscoe from Sports Radio 10 and Arrowhead Report. Josh, how are you doing? How are things after the holiday? Things are great. Uh, I'm always happy to be here. You know I love Power Rankings with you. This really brings us back to what I will say are some of the most formative times, not just of our media careers, uh, very successful media careers, but our lives and very successful lives. So uh, I'm great. I have a mustache now, which is something that I've realized I've only, the last two times I've had a mustache, I have shaved it like during a party and not like some crazy, like we were all super drunk. Like this was at like 5.45 PM on the 4th of July, but um. The story is somewhat long and may or may not pay off in a way that your dear listeners and viewers may appreciate. But uh, regardless, I've got all 10 of my fingers still. Uh, We had a little 4th of July fun. And uh, it is low-key, like, kind of strange that we're as close to training camp as we are right now. It feels both very far away and pretty close by, which I guess makes sense when the team you talk about every day plays till February every year. Yeah, that definitely helps with the off-season content. Um, it definitely uh, makes these days go a little bit faster. And we talk about, man, Jesus have played the most games possible for a very long time. I can't imagine how tired those guys are because I am worn out. And I don't even play these football games. Uh, Talking about the ring ceremony. We didn't even get to go. We don't know wearing any of them. Right. Uh, it's disappointment in Traversy in itself, by the way. Uh, but no, uh, another Power Rankings episode, if you're listening to KCSN, uh, for the for this whole week, I did uh, some power rankings with uh, the lab guys. We talked about Fourth of July activities, best Patrick Mahomes playoff wins, which was actually a really good conversation about how many good playoff wins Patrick Mahomes has had in his career. And it's actually fun to now talk about legitimate playoff victories as the Kansas City Chiefs. And uh, we also talked about the best players that the Chiefs will face this year, and they play a ton of really good players. Uh, so go check that out if you haven't already. Uh, but I. 
I love to do these power rankings episodes on Fridays, and I've been kind of looking ahead with these power rankings of like, okay, who are the best quarterbacks? Who are the best teams? Most interesting matchups. And we did best wide receivers, I believe, with Sterling Holmes uh, last week. So I think the natural progression is we could go every position group, right? And that kind of gives me a little bit of a cop-out. But I want to talk about with you, Josh, today, the best defenses that Kansas City Chiefs will face in 2023. The Chiefs got a really good offense. I know some question marks around the uh, the wide receiver room. I had a 53-man projection uh, video hit on YouTube yesterday. So haven't got one. Go on and check that out. Go check that out. But let's talk defenses, Josh. Uh, when I said top defenses... The Chiefs do play a lot of really good teams, but when I started looking through that defense list, I said, some of the top defenses in the NFL, they're not playing this year. It's really interesting, because I did this, a similar thing. It's the inverse of what happened last time I was on this show with you, yeah. which was we went through top quarterback. It was like, oh, it's everybody except for Lamar Jackson. Like, the Chiefs play almost every one of those top five, top ten type of quarterbacks this year, and defensively, I'm a little bit uh, less convinced. The other thing, just sort of like a big picture thing, we're like, hey, let's rank defenses, was that a, a reminder as to how volatile defense can be Absolutely. and how bizarre it is when when a guy, not to foreshadow too far, but when a guy like Jalen Ramsey moves, you have to kind of readjust your math for just about everything. And we do so much projecting on the defensive side that, that I feel like doesn't pan out uh, with nearly that consistent consistency. Um, I think offenses we're pretty well attuned to. We all play fantasy football, and certainly now with great folks like your people at DraftKings, uh, there's there's plenty of reasons to stay invested in the offensive side of the changes and the impact these guys have. But defensively, it's a unit moving together with a couple of guys that demand a lot more gravity, uh, which I think makes this a fascinating question. And I think if, if I had to, to look into our crystal ball, Tucker, I, I would guess that a few months from now, a few of these are going to look really silly, and a couple of these... Uh, that are left off the list are going to look like top five defenses, and that's just the nature of uh, of defense in the NFL. I'm really excited about it. And I started to dive in. I was like, okay, how should I determine this? And I was like, do I go off of, like, EPA per play last year? Because, like, that, no, that's a last-year metric. The DVOA last year, again, that's a last-year metric. So a lot of it is uh, personnel-based, as you mentioned. Uh, there's going to be addition subtractions each year. But the defense is a, is a whole unit, and we when we were power ranking the the best players the Chiefs will face, Ken Swanson and I did not have a single defensive player on there because when you think about some of the best players, you, your mind doesn't go towards the defensive side of the ball. Matt Lane had some defensive players. He had Max Crosby, I think, was his only defensive player on that list. Um, so uh, out of all the defensive players he could have picked, Jalen Ramsey was there for the taking as well. Um, I thought Max Crosby was very interesting, a guy who could be the defensive player of the year. And yeah, so let's go ahead and get into it. I want to start with number five, Josh, uh, and and I kind of left this up to your discretion too. I didn't give you any uh, direction of how you value the best defenses. So, who is your fifth best defense? You think the Chiefs will face this year? So, I have the Miami Dolphins at number five, and it's multifaceted because, and frankly, I'm wondering if I shouldn't have had them higher. This feels like hedging my bets, and it's not just Jalen Ramsey, and it's not just them continuing to evolve a little bit defensively. Their biggest defensive addition of this offseason was not Jalen Ramsey. It was Vic Fangio. That, to me, is hugely fascinating um, in terms of how this defense evolves and specifically what it looks like when the Chiefs play the Dolphins in Germany. That, that entire week leading up is going to be about the international stuff and Tyreek Hill. But the third storyline, I'm calling it in advance, however many weeks ahead that it needs to be, 
Vic Fangio's defense uh, is going to be fascinating to see. Not not just for their matchup with the Chiefs, but as the Dolphins kind of recalibrate defensively a little bit, I, I think they they deserve to be in the top five, and I have them just at the back end of it. So I haven't seen it yet, but I'm I'm betting on. I also have the Dolphins at my number five spot. Um, yeah. So we're on the same page. Yeah, we're on the same page there with that. The Jalen Ramsey edition is big. I think that you had to like put them in the top five. It wasn't one that I thought was big enough to add just Jalen Ramsey by himself to add him into that top four, maybe even top three that they'll face. Because the Chiefs do still face some pretty good defenses and some defenses that have had, uh, had a bit more acquisitions, you could say, uh, than that. But Vic Vangio is very interesting. And then the Philadelphia Eagles bring him in to, to help game plan for them in the Super Bowl. Which is yeah, incredibly I odd. That, I think that did happen. Boy, that feels like a lifetime ago. It's not like he's had like great success against the Chiefs either. I mean, he's been fine, but it's not like he's dominated the Chiefs to where you would be like, we need to talk to this guy about Patrick. We need all the best. We need the everybody who's got an idea for how to slow down Patrick Mahomes. Did I do this at Arnold Schwarzenegger? I don't know what happened. Sounded like it. It's it's almost like we need someone who faced Patrick Mahomes twice a year, and that's yeah. it. That's that was the only qualification. Uh, but no, Vic Fangio, I do think is a quality defensive coordinator. I'll be interested to see what he does there with uh, with the Miami Dolphins. And we're on the same page there, number five with with Miami and number four. I'll give my number four. We'll do this. Uh, I guess this would be snake style, then, right? Yeah, um, snaking it. Speaking of Vic Fangio, I have the Denver Broncos at number four. Um, Listen, quietly, the Denver Broncos were a pretty good defense last year. Um, people, I, I don't remember who said it. I think it was uh, Matty Lane said that people were too busy laughing at Russell Wilson to notice how decent the Denver Broncos defense was. And Pat Sertan, one of those guys that was a really big linchpin in that defense. He played really well last year. Incredibly underrated, I think, in my opinion. Um even though he's still incredible and people give him a lot of kudos, I still think he's underrated in that perspective. But uh, facing the defense twice a year will not be very fun. They do add Kyle Fuller, which might be the shell of Kyle Fuller. We'll see if if that's actually who it is. And Alex Singleton, they did have Draymond Jones leave, uh, which could be a, could be an interesting position that they need. But they were tenth in DVOA when it comes to last year, and I can only see them kind of going up from there with a competent head coach now. And a coaching staff that is that will help them in that in that regard. Yeah, I think that's interesting. I'll I'll spoil it and say the Broncos are OLI on my list. I, and I think we have we have found at least a good handful of legit like top ten sort of defenses the Chiefs have faced this year. So maybe we we spoke too soon, even though it's not exactly the uh, the quarterback list. I have the Buffalo Bills at number four. Um, I I think I'm uh, betting a little bit on Von Miller being healthy and looking like himself. I'm betting a little bit on Trayvon uh, Tre'Davious White. Uh, being healthy and looking like himself. But at, at this point, there's a little bit of an earned belief in what that defense has been and can continue to be. It's funny, though, to look back on on the huge swing they took on Von Miller. We're talking about this. Uh, we've been talking about this for a few days, but really on, on 810 now um, over the last couple of weeks. But I am really fascinated by the Bills Super Bowl window, however wide or narrow you think it is at this point. I think last year was probably the year it was the most open to them. They They suffer injuries and and have their own uh, issues, you know, on and off the field. Not, you know, right now off the field is like, hey, what's going on with Stephon Diggs? Are you guys right? It's very weird. And so now you have you have Josh Allen's contract ballooning. I think next year is the real big inflation of that. Uh, but but it this might be their last best chance, if that makes sense, um, to to win a Super Bowl. And uh, I'm I'm buying their defense this year. But if if they can't, if especially if those just two guys don't stay healthy. 
this defense takes a step back, I think we're in like real panic mode for the Bills by like week four, which would be an overreaction, but I, I think we get there pretty quick. The Bills are an incredibly interesting just like case study in, yeah. in Super Bowl windows. And I've kind of compared them almost a little bit to, I don't know if it's comparing them, but do you remember when everyone was worried about the Baltimore Ravens being the team that the Chiefs had to beat? And then sure. it was the Buffalo Bills. Now it's the Cincinnati Bengals. It seems like it's a, kind of a revolving door of number one contenders for the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, and they would love to, I'm sure, find the way out of that revolving door. Uh, but it's going to be really interesting to see because, I mean, they do have some departures on that defense as well and some, and some guys that they... I brought back and brought into it, but I don't want to spoil my pick. But Josh, we do have to take a break. We'll be right back after this, talking more uh, power ranking the best defenses the Chiefs will face in 2023. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. Hanging out with Joshua Briscoe. Power ranking. Our favorite thing to do. Power ranking the Kansas City Chiefs defenses that they will face in 2023. Uh, as of now, recapping the list, at number five, we both have the Miami Dolphins. At number four, I have the Denver Broncos. And Josh has the Buffalo Bills. So, uh, Josh, since we're doing snake draft, all right, uh, give me your number three uh, in your snake draft. My number three is staying in this realm of, of frequent conversation pieces, regular contenders. And maybe higher than most people would have, the Cincinnati Bengals. Because until Lou Anarumo comes and goes without causing a problem, I'm going to begin and continue respecting the Cincinnati Bengals defense in a way that I never do the first time through. I have not. It took me too long to learn the lesson. Because they're, they are, by and large, have been a defense, a defense full of, of the red chip players, right? This is something that I'm, I'm sure I'm, I'm borderline just reaching over to the lab feed and yanking and yanking it over into this conversation now. Because I remember talking to those guys over the course of these years now, plural, of, of the Chiefs offense versus the Bengals defense and what those intricacies always do. Big Lou always seems to cause some form or fashion of a problem for the Chiefs, um, even when you don't have all of the household names. So uh, I have them at number three. That, that might be kind of tilted specifically to the Chiefs and not just in the vacuum that we've kind of been doing so far. Um, but I, I wanted to at least make a point to say publicly here in uh, in July that I am respecting the Bengals' defense when when that game comes around 
uh, at the very end of this year. It's probably fair. I'm going to give a spoiler to the Bengals are not on my list, um, basically because of the vacuum that we talked about. I have a fool. Um, they lost a lot of guys on that defense, yep. but you're right. Big Lou Amarillo might might be uh, – that's not how you say his last name. No, but I kind of like it. Can we start calling him like the armadillo or something because he's like made of armor? I don't know. I said it, and I, it just kind of rolled off the tongue. I was like, I could just go with it, but there's no chance that anyone would let me go, let that go in the It comments. rolled right up just like an armadillo. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Big Lou Armadillo. That's who it is. Um, <laughs> I think that's his name now. <laughs> Big Lou Armadillo. He's a, uh, we talked about power ranking coaches. They're not necessarily like head coaches, just like yeah. coordinators, coaches that the Chiefs could face, like the most difficult ones. And I think Big Lou was like consensus when we talked about him. was like, he'd probably at the top of it. And uh, that's that, I mean, that's, that's a good factor to can, to consider in, and especially best defenses the Chiefs will face. He's always played the Chiefs really well. And I'm also just I am I think about the coordinator angle. I am I am having some regrets about something that happens at the very top of my of my list. Cause I really do think I I made it the logic to push the Dolphins into the top five. I I really think it's a big part of where Cincinnati falls here. And then I'm going to contradict myself here in a little bit um, with my uh, with another pick later on. But you know we'll cross that bridge when we get there. We certainly will. Um, okay, my number is very good defense. I mean you know. There's, there's a lot of ways. Uh, my number three is the Buffalo Bills. We kind of talked about them already uh, with, with kind of how they are. Uh, they had Jordan Phillips fourth in DVOA last year. I mean, they were a good defense. Josh Allen has always had a pretty good defense with them. Um, that's a conversation for another podcast probably. <laughs> um, they lose Tremaine Evans. So I think that's a big one. A guy, a linebacker in the middle of that defense. I think that's going to be a hard guy to replace. Uh, they, they you can sign as many guys as you want, but trying to replace that guy in that defense is going to be hard. Matt Milano does come back, I believe, on a, on a restructured kind of contract extension type deal. Uh, but I, I kind of went back and forth between where I wanted to put them in this list because I do think that they're going to be a pretty solid defense. I'm just not sure how good they're going to be. I think that's just kind of the Buffalo Bills in a microcosm, right? Like, I think we all think that they're going to be pretty good. We're just not sure how good or or where they're going to end up in the end of it in terms of the AFC. So uh, I've got them at my number three spot. Well, yeah, now you got to tell us you got at number two because I am yeah. feeling less confident in my two and one than I am any other part of my list so far. Two and one? This was not an easy list to make. But not my number easy two. list. I'm glad you feel the same way. It makes me feel better. Yes, it was very tough because, again, like I said at the top of the podcast, I— I struggled what metrics to use in terms of like how do I determine like how, who is going to be a de- good defense and who's not. But at number two, I have the New York Jets, um, which might be a surprise to a lot of people. But I think fifth in DVOA in twenty twenty two, they're dealing with a kind of kind of a contract situation with Quinton Williams contract year. It seems to be pretty good to guys who are playing on the defensive line. Uh, they've they've had some you know Adrian Amos, Al Woods. Uh, Quentin Jefferson as well added along the defensive line. So they've had some additions. Sheldon Rankin did leave uh, their defense and, and go to the Texans. But I mean, I don't necessarily think that that's that big of a deal. They spent a lot of time focusing on the offensive side of the ball when it came to the defense. And they made some acquisitions that I don't think are going to be incredibly huge on the defensive side of the ball, but it's still a very good defense last year. They've got the reigning defensive rookie of the year and Sauce. Sauce has been proven to be very very good at, at, at his job. So um, I, I, I don't see them really taking a step back, if anything, uh, taking a step forward in New York. At number two, I have your New York football jets. 
Let's get. You give me a defense, and and look, this the funny part of this is I've been talking about coordinators, and if Jeff Ulbrich walked in here right now, defensive coordinator of the New York Jets, and sat down in this chair behind me, I would say, sir, I'm sorry, you seem very lost right now. But Luana Rimo was in that place a few years ago, and look at him now. Um, so I, I am with you, and I think this, this can be as simple as lots of good pieces centered around two young superstars in Quinnen Williams and Sauce Gardner. You give me those pieces to start with. DJ Reed doesn't hurt. Uh, but I I really do think that, that that is a super talented group that has the young superstars. And and again, we're not talking about the offense, but I think it makes them a fascinating, if not slightly underrated team at this point. Because um, two is, I, I'm starting to like get nervous about the top of my list because I, as we talked about at the beginning, I think if this Jenga tower falls, I think it might fall from near the top, which can be kind of fascinating. Um, but I, I also have the Jets at number two for, for those reasons and, and the, the young superstar factor. There are a lot, they, like I said a second ago, it's not just a cop-out. There are a lot of different ways to deserve a spot high on a list like that. It can't yeah. be because of your coordinator, your talent, your system, whatever. And I really do like the young guys that the Jets have. I, I really like Quentin Williams. I like Sauce. Like the, Those guys are fun to watch play football, and I like to, watch, I like to have fun watching football. I don't like to watch the... Uh, the Jaguars and Titans on a Thursday. I'm going to watch it, and I'm not going to have fun, but I'm still going to watch it. Um, but I, I like to enjoy it. So, Josh, this is it. Your number one defense that Chiefs will face. And we might have the same number one. I'm curious right. to see who. I think, I think we do. What's your number one? Are you going to tweet out a graphic for this, do you think? At some Probably. point? Maybe. Okay. If so, I'd like to, I'd like to make a request, okay? Okay. Because... Next to where it says for me, number one, Philadelphia Eagles, I would like an asterisk that says on real grass. Just so we're clear, yeah. just so we're, just so nobody gets hurt about it, just so the Eagles don't need to tweet about it, I would like to say that the Eagles are number one on my list if they're allowed to play on proper footing and not in a water polo pool, which is apparently where the Super Bowl was played, and the Chiefs got to play on dry land. I just, I, I really, I must have blocked out a lot more of that Super Bowl than I thought I did. I remember seeing Chiefs defenders slip also, but whatever. Uh, point being, the part where I get concerned here isn't even just in the, the personnel losses in the middle of the defense. It, it ends up being, well, when a team loses, like every coordinator and assistant coach they've ever had in the history of the franchise, because they're the it team to pirate from, that really can have consequences. And so for me, all of that talent helps to even that out a little bit. If if Luana Rumo would have got ahead, if he was the, the head coach of the, the Cardinals right now, I would be much, much, much more concerned about the Bengals' defense. Mm. The difference for the Eagles is that I do think there's a chance that I could coach that defense to being like a top 15 unit, even now, even losing talent, because what do they do next? They walk on over to the NFL draft and they say, we'll take all your Bulldogs, please. We'll take all your future NFL stars. We'll take all these guys that dropped too far and they just fell right into our laps. We'll step in right here. Thank you very little. And then they continue to reload that defense. And so this this might be a little bit of a reputation play. I'm not completely blind to the fact that that they have they have suffered some losses and they are incapable of playing on wet ground. Those two big caveats, I, I still think that they're the best defense to fit. I think so too. And I was going through the the, the free ages. I've got my list here. I got my oh, list of all the right. of all the additions. And it, 
and subtractions that they had as well because they had a lot of guys on that defense lead. Yeah. You're talking C.J. Gardner, Johnson, Marcus Epps, T.J. Edwards, Kaiser White, guys that got legit snaps in the Super Bowl for them. But, I mean, they added Nicholas Morrow, a pretty decent linebacker, played for the Raiders for a little bit. I think he was at the Bears. Um, Terrell Edmonds, Justin Evans, Greedy Williams, drafted Jalen Carter, Nolan Smith, Sidney Brown, and Keely Ringo to add to that defense. Um, makes me angry. That's pretty that darn good. Bad. They had a very good draft, and that was just the defensive players that they drafted, yep. by the way, that I mentioned. Uh, that didn't mention the offensive players. But Why, why uh, bonkers? Yeah. You don't have to. Um, because I, you look at that defense, and I think Ken Swanson said this, as we talk about a lot, like, uh, what would happen if, you know, the 2020 Georgia Bulldogs defense played, you know, the Jacksonville Jaguars? Would they win, you know? We get to see that this year um, because they basically <laughs> have the 2020 uh, Georgia Bulldogs defense, which if you're going to have a defense, it's going to be that one because those dogs, those dogs are good. Um, I also have the, hunt. I also have the Philadelphia Eagles at number one, um, seventh in DVOA last year. Again, a metric that's kind of hard to go off of, as I talked about with all the turnover that they have, they're adding a lot of rookies in there. I mean, Nolan Smith and Jalen Carter is just again, unfair. And, oh, yeah, they've got Jordan Davis still uh, on that team. I think a lot of people forgot about Jordan Davis because he did get hurt, like, middle of the year, had to set out some games. Um, but, no, that I think that defense on paper and on real grass looks like it is going to be an absolute buzzsaw uh, for everybody to, to face up against. I feel good about that. I feel a lot worse right now about phase two of our power rankings because I am, I am revisiting what I have – written down to this point and I, I think I'm going to have to make um, a third fourth or fifth round of adjustments here this has been a very stressful podcast for me yeah I guess we never really gave out what our what our second round of power rankings are but before we get to the second round Josh I do want to talk about I'm not gonna I'm not gonna throw it to an ad it seemed like I was gonna throw it to an ad but I want to okay, talk it really did I thought we were I thought we were, we were putting a tease down <sighs> would have been really good but I, I want to talk I about thought we were like LeBron and and Dwayne Wade setting up a, an ad read. You talk about a real topic instead? Well, I just want to talk about some honorable mentions, some teams that maybe we didn't oh, yeah. talk about sure. um, before we really got to the ad break and fix on to to uh, our set. Sorry, I, was just, I am so excited about the, the next topic, and it's really been keeping me up at night, so I'm, I apologize. Let's talk about some OLIs. Who do you have? Who did you have? Who's honorable mention that you didn't have on your list? Because, I mean... I think the only one that you didn't have that I had was Denver, and I didn't have Cincinnati. Uh, but other than that, we all had we had the same ones. Yeah, we had four of the same. Um, you talking about Maddie's love of uh, Max Crosby is kind of interesting, just because that has been such a complete defensive wasteland. Um, I don't, I don't know that that's going to change. I, I look to the Chargers and think like, hey, there's some good football players in there. I still kind of believe in Brandon Staley a little bit. I know that makes me the dunce, but like, I still am here trying. <laughs> Um, but I don't actually believe that their defense is going to turn a corner. Um, kind of like just flipping through the rest. The Lions, you know, are like have been working on trying to reestablish their defense, but I would like to see it on literally any level yet. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm going through the schedule again here. Was there anybody else just on the outside for you that they they didn't? It was your six or seven. I think the Lions were one of them, but I think what caught up what caught me up with the Lions is they just like traded Jeff Okuda, and I mean it's like. That's a guy that was weird, and that's a yeah. And I, 
kind of confused by that. They did draft a linebacker in was he the first round they drafted a linebacker? Yeah. Did they draft a linebacker and a running back? They went running back. They went running back linebacker with their two first round picks. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Value yeah. at an all time high. Um for those guys. It was wild. <laughs> I forgot about that. That was the that the best the two best moments of the first round, I think. I was at Arrowhead in the media room. Um the actual like best moment of the night was when we got to talk to to Felix at the end of the night because he was just yeah. so happy to get drafted by the hometown team, right? Um, but the, the the Lions picks going running back and linebacker when everyone thought that the, the running back love was a smokescreen, um, just mayhem, mayhem broke out, and I uh, I don't want I don't want to implicate anybody in the mayhem, but it was mayhemful. All right, Josh, let's take a break, and we'll get to our second the topic. defense could be good. They got Belichick. I've read they played the Patriots. Patriots. I'm not worried about the Patriots. I completely forgot about that game existing, though. Honestly. It's like, is it a Monday night game, too? Yeah. Monday night football, it's, it's here's the issue, dude. It's after um, Chiefs-Bills afternoon game at home and before the Christmas Day game against the Raiders. It's, it's the middle game there. They go like, I'm sure, CBS Game of the Week, Monday Night Football in Foxborough, Raiders at home Christmas Day. Bailey Zappi playing? I don't know. Like, what are we doing? That seems a mess, dude. They're going to send him. <laughs> they're going to send DeAndre Hopkins. And then they're like going to send Bailey Zappi. <laughs> <laughs> I think, you know what, here's my hot take, and then we can take our break and come back and rank the other thing. Okay. Um, I I do think that having a non-completely disgraced series of assistant coaches not from the offensive side of the football, <laughs> I think not having those guys in Mac Jones's ear twenty four seven will help him. I do think that I I think Bill O'Brien is going to seem like the Patrick Mahomes of coordinating just based on the fact that he's been in decades of like just the worst hell you could think of that one season. I'm sure that aged him fifteen years just because he's not. Patricia trying to be an offensive coordinator. He couldn't be a head coach. He could not. He was, that was a fun defensive coordinator if you don't think Bill Belichick is the defensive coordinator of the Patriots. If you're a dummy. That was tough to watch. Um, all right. You know it's not tough to watch this break right here. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. Appreciate you hanging out with us here on KCS and Update presented by DraftKings. I'm Tucker Franklin with Joshua Briscoe. We're power ranking. Just got done power ranking the defenses the Chiefs will face in 2023. Now we are power ranking NFL logos. And again, this is what this is what makes uh, power ranking so quirky. Um, I don't give any, like, power best NFL logos, uh, most attractive NFL logos, most visually appealing NFL. No, just NFL logos. It is up to Josh's own discretion and my own discretion. And we will give our reasoning why we have these in certain spots. Um, but Josh, why don't you start us off with your number, with your fifth NFL logo? My list is a mess because I think there, I might be able to do like a tier list of these logos with some yeah. confidence. Because I, I, I think there are like a, a small handful of, of S tier or borderline S tier. I mean, you know what, Tucker? I'm making one more change right now. 
Okay. I'm making one more change at number five. We just lost one. I'll tell you the OLIs later on. But number five for me, the Los Angeles Chargers. Okay. And and here's here's why they got added into the last second. I've got the logos up on my screen here. Past versions of the Chargers bolt would not have made it. The 17 to 19 bolt um, may not have. The one that predated it would not have. But this this sweet little kind of powder blue around that nice gold. It is simple. It is just the the electric arc. Uh, it, it takes something wild like Chargers, which you know originally was a a horse mascot on the shield. I'm not doing any throwbacks, by the way. If you do, I'm cool with it. They're just too many. Yeah. It would totally change the game. Next time, mm-hmm. give me a week to prepare and tell me we're doing throwback NFL logos and I got you. But but for the modern ones, it's a little too simple to get higher than five. But of sort of that school of simpler NFL logos, it looks great on the helmet. It's a great color scheme. I'm giving it to uh, to the Chargers. That's a very good one. And you mentioned the old Chargers logo, the the uh, the bolt predating it. And it has like a jag tooth on it. And it's just like not very pretty to look at, I think. Yeah, that's fair. Uh-huh. Um, and it's kind of like, a little too curved. Um, there's a little some there's some things about it, but yeah, this new Chargers bolt is good. Chargers, not on my list. Um, I've got number five. It's a very interesting one. Okay. Okay. I have the Philadelphia Eagles, and here's why. I think it's a very good looking bird logo, and I think it could be higher. The only thing I have it lower, it's the only logo that faces left. You know why, though, right? Uh, no, I don't. Look at those feathers again. It's an E. No way. That's why, supposedly, that's why the eagle faces to the left. I love your take here. Um, I will tell you, I, I kind of like this this process of elimination game. This has to be really fun for people listening along. I would think it's fun. Uh, my brain's broken, and I love uh, graphic design. Yeah. Eagle's not in my top five. Thought about them. Think they're deserving top five team. Um little superhero-y for my taste just a little on the wrong side yeah. of superhero-y um but but i think it's a, a really strong logo and faces left because they wanted it to be an e in the feathers allegedly and you can flip it it's fine but that's that's the way it's meant to be seen interesting yeah i'm looking at it right now did never saw that i'm glad that you pointed that out it's to fun. me uh that is fun i do i i had it at five because of that cork that it was the only one facing left yeah. as i thought that you know stand out be different yeah, I love it. Number four, Josh, what do you got? Well, we're not snaking anymore, but that seems fair. Not snaking, nope. Uh, number four for me, I'm going to give it to the Buffalo Bills. Another another late ad in the shuffling near the bottom of my list, and frankly think it could have been higher. Bigger fan of the throwback again, just a buffalo stand in there, just that red buffalo that shows up on the throwback helmets. I love that bleep, man. I, If I was a Bills fan... I would probably not own anything with this modern logo on it because the throwbacks are so good. But I, I think a full body animal gives you some points. It's abstract enough. That red stripe has grown on me over the years that, that mm-hmm. makes it stand out a little bit. So it is specifically your Buffalo Bills, Buffalo or whatever. Um, I, I like it a lot. It's um, it, it's bounced around the, the bottom of my top five, but I think it's deserving it. Bills are on my list. They are not my numbers, but they are not my number four, though. My number four kind of goes against everything else on my list just because um, I really like the Minnesota Vikings logo. And again, it's one of those uh, that is, I don't think it's like a conventional logo you think of, but there's not a lot of Vikings out there. It might be a little too uh, too complex 
for some people. I, I think there's a shift to go towards more simplistic logos. They simplified it from years past down it, to a lot of lines. Uh, but I do think that it is still one of my favorite. They they were crossed out of my four spot uh, just moments before we began officially power ranking them uh, because it, you you pointed out what I was going to lead to, which is they did simplify their logo in 2013. Like you pointed out, just fewer lines. There are, the braid isn't quite as as detailed now, which helps it correct, um, which helps it progress. This might be another power ranking for later. We're not doing it now, but incredible helmets. Huge fan of yes. just the horn that you're able to take out of the logo. Big fan of the Vikings logo. Uh, just didn't quite make it in for me. I'm like, uh, I'll take number three then, right? Yes. Yes. Number three, your cord. Call it an audible. I, I, I had, I'll tell you who I had at number one who just fell to number three because I feel like I needed to stick to my guns on something earlier. And number three, proudly, but just falling from number one, I have the Arizona Cardinal. Okay. I will tell you this is my highest ranking bird, the only bird logo in my top five of the uh, NFL's logos. I, I think it does a much better job of not being too cartoony or too superhero-y while still yeah. maintaining some of that fun. Um, their uniforms were bad. Their new ones also appear to be bad. I'll, I'll see when they're on the field. Um, but I, I do think that, that 2005, that logo's aged pretty well from the the update they did back there almost 20 years ago. Um, if, if I was just talking to myself right now, I would probably move them at least back up to number two. But I, I definitely think they're a top three logo. Um, I, I would be I would be happy to represent that one if I was a Cards fan. Yeah, that's a good point. That Cardinals rebrand does stand up, and the, that card that old Cardinals logo looks a little doopy. I don't. It looks a little doopy. I don't even know if that's a real word or not, but I like it a lot. Uh, it's not not like, doopy droopy combo. Yeah, I like yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't have any birds on my on my list, but uh, yeah, the, my number. F- yeah, the Eagles. Are, yeah, Eagles aren't bird. They're an icon. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Number three, what I've got is the uh, Tennessee Football Titans, just because, again, what I'm talking about with the with the Vikings, it's original, it's new, it has that little circle with the three stars in it that Tennessee likes to do. The T is made out of, of uh, swords. It's on fire for some reason. I don't know why, but it's kind of sick. So I, that's why I've got Titans at number three. Uh, the Titans are amongst uh, Titans, Vikings, Bills, all previously held the four spot on my list. I think it's a good take. It also uh, it also works either direction. It isn't symmetrical, but it mm. does work if it's inverted. Um, I think technically, I guess the little beveling on the T would be different, but it's it's real easy to have a one of each of each sort going both directions. I, I do like it. It's a little wacky, um, but but I think that it, it does it in a fun way. The, the, the stars. Uh, as a Tennessee call out's a, a good point. I, I I should have given them bonus points for the uh, the civic pride. Mm-hmm. Pride. Uh, I will. Uh, I'll give you. I'll give you my number two. Okay, do it. Here's the thing. You know, my number one was the Cardinals, and they fell to three. So now I'm looking at two and three right now, trying to decide who I really want to give this to. I'm gonna send a message in a minute that people aren't gonna like. But right now, I'm gonna leave my number two team at number two, the New Orleans Saints. Okay, you want to go with this the the realm of super simplistic, right? Um, the the Chargers logo is the the simplest, still being an elite logo. Uh, yep. There are a couple more that are not on my list, clearly that we're gonna have to come back around to. But the the Fleur de Lis is is such an iconic little piece of I guess iconography. Um, they could probably do some other uh, variants of it, not just alternates, but like different treatments of it. 
they could show up in some merch if they wanted to, you know, bring me on as a brand manager or whatever. But it's just every single time it is bold, it is pointy, and uh, it, it really, it's, it might be the most tattooable logo in the NFL. That's how I put it. This the Saints were on the outside looking in for my list because of I because it's it's kind of iconic, um you know it's one of those very simplistic marks. But I've got the Buffalo Bills at number two. Love. Uh, with I love the charging buffalo. The charging buffalo. There's something about it that's incredibly visually appealing to me. And it's this has nothing to do with the actual teams they put on the field. It's just as purely logos. And uh, I love the red, the white, and the blue. Patriotic American. And it also has just that motion with it, with that little red streak. You get that motion with it. So, um, very big fan of Bills at number two. So, Josh, you're number two. Or I guess, no, this is your number one. This is my number one. Yeah, this is your number one. Wow. Can I talk through my pro? I don't want to, like, I don't want to, um, I don't want to spoil any of your number ones here. But I've got a few, I got a few things I think I need to put out, put out here. For sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I had the Colts logo outside looking in again, it's like a good, simple logo, but a little bit too simple. Uh, I do not have the Dallas Cowboys in my top five. I like the star, but it's, it's a little flat. It's not quite as interesting as the bolt or the floor de lease, but I do like a team that sticks to its branding in a, in a good way, right? In a way that maybe evolves a little bit, but that they know they have something iconic. So they don't, we get to make it more realistic. They don't take it off the shield to make it stand out more. They can put it on the helmet and leave the text there if they feel like. They can use any other element. But I know this is a dangerous thing to say. There may not be a better color combination in professional sports than the silver and black. So right now, I am going to give my number one logo to the Raiders. I'm not even giving them a city. I'm certainly not giving it to Vegas. But when I scroll up and down... When I look at all of these logos, which if I haven't mentioned, I have a graphic design minor, so I kind of know what I'm doing. I see good logos. I see good word marks. I see bad word marks. I see bad logos. I see good evolutions, bad evolutions, good color schemes, bad color schemes. But every time, the Raiders logo looks like the Raiders. And there is there is something about that that I deeply appreciate, even as in my childhood, they were the 32nd ranked NFL team that I cared to to see on my television. Um, now I have a real appreciation. Certainly the uniforms would add to it, but I'm not including it. Logos alone, color schemes are undeniable. I got the Raiders at one, Tucker. Wow. You did say you were going to make a statement, and that is certainly a statement. Raiders do not make my list. I do agree with what you have to say, though. With the... I'm not excited for this to... I'm not excited to hear about this, man. I'm really not. Yeah, well, I, I understand. I, your 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 logic is sound, and that's really what everyone can ask for, right? When we talk about things on the internet, it's just sound yeah, logic. Yeah, that works. Correct? <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Uh, okay, I'm nine number one. I have um, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, I Ooh. see the Tampa Bay Buccaneers logo uh, with, again, the skull and crossbones. We both have skull and crossbones as our... We love a pirate theme here. We both have swords. We picked the two. Our number ones are the two teams with swords in their logos. Hell yeah, dude. Swords. I just love. So they did simplify from where they had it in the past. The modernized like skull, I think, is very is very good. The swords, the football in the middle, it being a flag is so sick. The flagpole being an actual sword, also sick. So there's just so many just like cool, I think, manly things about 
the Buccaneers logo, the color scheme again with like the maroon and the silver and the black. And I just like that deep color of red. That deep red is a very powerful color. Um, and they're also going to bring back the creamsicle ones. Again, I didn't put any throwback logos in mind. I think we could have a real conversation when it comes to throwback logos. Maybe we should power rank only NFL throwback logos because I think there should be there could be some good conversations there. So I've got the Bucks at my number one. I love it. I think you got a great list, Tucker. I this is a a challenging, challenging exercise, and I know that we are going to have a lot of people um, who have a lot of things to say about us as this goes out. Can I can I get your real quick as a a, a five plus one here? You have a least favorite logo. I'm, I don't know that I have. I don't know that I have mine locked in yet, but I I think I do. Um, right when you said that, my first instinct was the Commanders, but I don't think I think that's unfair. I do think mine is actually the. I think mine's the Cleveland Browns actually for unoriginality. Yeah. Um, I it's think. either that or. Ah, uh, no, it's the Browns. It's the Browns. I'm uh, I'm gonna give it to this this Rams rebrand. I think it sucks. The first time I saw it, I legit I swear to God I thought it was a Chargers. That is true. It did look very Chargers esque when they it's dropped really- it. They should have thought about that a little bit more. In the full, I want to give if you know what, not a throwback even necessarily. The just the blue and white Ram that that the Rams rocked with as soon as they arrived in L.A. Mm-hmm. might might have been deserving of a top five spot. They they really interesting. It, that was a horrible. And also, speaking of bungling a rebrand, Dolphins, you had something special, man. Yeah. You had a dolphin wearing a football helmet, and you went, no, 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 let's make it look like a cruise ship logo. Come on. <laughs> I was going to say Dolphins is one of my, as as my least favorite. I think uh, the Steelers logo is kind of boring, and I will say the same thing about the Jets and the 49ers as well. Um, not a huge fan of interlocking uh, letters as I'm wearing a hat with an interlocking letter, and I'm a fan of a team that has interlocking letters. Yeah, I just think that that's a little a little uh, played out. But sure, you got to come by it honestly, which I think which I think gives the the Chiefs and the Niners both the ability to to, to stick with that. Um, it's maybe it's why the Rams be like, yeah, no, we're L.A. but with the big yellow swirl now is like, hey, you didn't earn L.A. man. I do you remember when they came out with a logo that was basically the Dodgers logo? That happened. Ooh, yeah. They it was it was essentially the Dodgers logo. I'll have to find that because I think it's been scrubbed from the internet and they're like, This is what we're thinking about, but they're like, No, we're deleting all this all from the internet because they wanted to see how it played out in front of fans. Well, they they still found a way to make a really terrible logo. So <laughs> they didn't do great. All right, Josh, I appreciate you joining me on today's KCS update presented by DraftKings. Um, thank you for hanging out, ranking NFL logos. We'll have you back before the season starts to talk. Maybe some actual football. Who knows? Uh, sure. We'll see. Uh, but once again, thank you for taking some time. Thank you for having me, Tucker. It's always a pleasure to power rank with you. Um, Chargers have done it the right way. Rams have done it the wrong way. And clearly the football gods have led them in those directions uh, with, oh, hold on, what's that? No, that's not how it's gone. Oh, dear. Well, uh, maybe the logos don't matter. Bye, guys. That's going to do it for today's episode of KCS and Update. Thank you for sticking with us all the way until the end. We'll be back next week with another episode. So until then, I'll talk to you later. Thank you for listening to KC Sports Network. We appreciate your support. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard. You can find all six of our channels covering the Chiefs, Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current, plus KU, 
K-State, or Mizzou by searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.